Grab a helmet. I don't know how to do brakes. <laughs> Remember me. Because you're entering a hard hat area. We have paint on walls. We have four sanded. We have plumbing fixed. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Thursday, January 28th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. If you were one of the many who watched Bridgerton, you helped make that romance drama Netflix's biggest series ever. The show, which is the first from Uber producer Shonda Rhimes and her big deal with the streamer, has hit a record 82 million households around the world, which means many more actually watched it because that 82 million reflects the 82 million Netflix accounts that watched at least two minutes of the series. HBO is developing yet another Game of Thrones series, this one animated. The potential HBO Max series is in very early stages of development. The streamer released no details about the project. And Emmy and Oscar-winning actress Cloris Leachman died Wednesday of natural causes. She was 94. Her career spanned eight decades, including memorable roles on The Mary Tyler Moore Show and in The Last Picture Show. Our number three pick today is for anyone looking for a laugh, which who isn't these days? NBC's Thursday night comedy block kicks off at eight tonight with a new episode of Mr. Mayor, which, as you may recall, stars Ted Danson as super rich businessman Neil Bremer, who becomes mayor of Los Angeles on a lark. In this week's entry, Neil rolls out a new safety initiative for the city as his deputy mayor, Arpy, trains him for his most challenging task yet, throwing out the first pitch at a Dodgers baseball game. Here's a clip from the episode. Thank you all for coming out to help us kick off Safe LA. Now, I know a bunch of you independent thinkers wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't even wear masks, but what about helmets? It's simple. Download our free helmet sharing app, Safe LA. Use the map feature to locate a helmet. Now you're ready to enter the unique 14-digit code that uh, releases the helmet security cover. You then have 20 seconds to, are you kidding me? Couldn't we just put them in a bin or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, all right. Anyway, safe LA, keeping LA safe. Mr. Mayor, can we get a picture on the scooter? You know what, I'm having too good a hair day. I'm gonna have my comms director, Jaden Quapas, model it for me. Hey! <laughs> Whoa! Wow, what a throw, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Yeah, well, there'll be plenty more of that tomorrow at Dodger Stadium. You mean throwing? Yeah, it's a professional baseball game. It's what they do. No, there'll be plenty more me throwing. I'm throwing out the first pitch tomorrow. And it'll be so good, he's going to get hired. And then he'll be the first mayor baseball man. <laughs> All right. All right, that's enough. <laughs> After Mr. Mayor, stick around for a new episode of Superstore in which Mateo, Glenn, and Sandra try to help Jonah move on after Amy's departure earlier this season. Meanwhile, Cheyenne is forced to shadow Carol for the day, much to her chagrin, while Garrett helps Dina search for a secret location in the store. Doors open for that at 8.30 p.m. Number two. Fans of HGTV's Rehab Addict won't want to miss today's number two pick. 
For the uninitiated, that show stars renovation pro Nicole Curtis documenting her work restoring historic homes to their former glory. The network's brand new series, Rehab Addict Rescue, puts a new spin on things, following Curtis as she rescues homeowners who have found themselves in over their heads on renovation projects. In each episode, Curtis will identify what each home needs, new electrical wiring, updated plumbing, structural repairs, and then work with the homeowners to restore the property's beauty, including reviving original hardwood floors, refurbishing the kitchens and bathrooms, and enhancing the original architecture. Here's a preview. I'm Nicole Curtis. Rehab Attic Rescue, it's me coming to help all these wonderful homeowners that saved beautiful old homes, but they got in the house and they're up to their ears and problems and they're all freaking out. We thought it would be quick when we moved in, yeah. but it's just so much house. This is where we get to give back and say, thank you for rescuing the old house. We're here to rescue you. Their problems are just little tiny bumps in the road for my crew. We have paint on walls, we have floors sanded, we have plumbing fixed. Everything is rocking and rolling in here. You want to help me? I'm going to pull these vanities. So these are just very easy to loosen up and you just slide them off. Dump the stink out. Oh, yeah. Oh. It reads here. I just need you to cut that. Here? Yes. To get this out. I'm not dealing oh, Did you just cut the water line? Okay. It's taking so long. The dining room is going to flood. That's the main Okay, so there might be more than tiny bumps in the road. But in the end, of course, the families get to see the home they've always imagined. This is HGTV, after all. Rehab Addict Rescue gets underway tonight at 9. Joining me now is EW's Chancellor Agard, and he is here to answer the question, what you watching? And before I let you answer, Chance, I got to I gotta tell everyone, this is a show that not just you, but several others at EW are like, uh, hello, this is like one of the greatest shows on TV right now. You must watch it, and I will let you know that I have started, and I thoroughly enjoy it. So please proceed with telling everyone else. Uh, well, I'm watching Dickinson season two. I think it's the only Apple TV show so far that, that has managed to have a second season because it was renewed pretty quickly after it premiered uh, in the fall of twenty of 2019. And it went yeah. right back into production like that December on season two. So they were able to um, finish filming season two before the COVID pandemic hit. Um, but it's the story of uh, young Emily Dickinson. It's a period piece, but it's... Uh, it's funny. It's uh, really weird and idiosyncratic. Uh, the way that I was describing it to one of our editors is how it feels like it was written by someone who is too online, like spends a lot of time online and on Twitter, <laughs> um, just in terms of sort of the modern day slang that they use, the way that it, uh, or yeah. like the way that they use sort of online slang and memes in this sort of. Uh, in the sort of period setting, it stars Haley Steinfeld, who is giving a phenomenal performance as um, as this young yeah. Emily Dickinson, who uh, she really does a really good job of sort of capturing sort of the weird brilliance of Dickinson and sort of her and it's, at, least, at least in her portrayal, sort of uh, the sort of complicated person who uh, loves writing poetry. Um, and, and at least this season is sort of struggling with whether or not she wants to become ever become famous. Because as we know, Dickinson didn't become really famous until after she died. Um, and so this season is really sort of about her getting the opportunity to finally be published and her grappling with what that would mean for her life. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think I think especially this season again. I've uh, the season's really fun. It's really interesting that whole, the whole whole idea of fame and the way that it, the way that it's explored this season is really compelling, especially in this week's episode, episode six, which is my favorite of the season. Um, it's set 
uh, it's set at an opera, uh, which uh, it feels very targeted at me, but uh, it's Emily's there <laughs> with her family and her prospective editor, played by Finn Jones, um, and uh, her best friend slash uh, sort of love interest who married her boyfriend, Sue, is there. Um, mm-hmm. But it's this uh, really opportunity to, to it, it's this really sort of dizzying, thought provoking episode again about the nature of fame and why people seek it and what that means for them. Uh, and I think Steinfeld gives a phenomenal performance. Um, I again, yeah, I can't sing the show's praises nearly enough. <laughs> totally. What do you love about uh, Haley Steinfeld as Emily Dickinson? Well, I think she has found this really. I think with a lot of perf- like period performances, especially when people play historical figures, like. Uh, no matter what, they sometimes can feel very stuffy, like they're trying to sort of imitate this person or capture them. I think like Haley Steinfeld is just, uh, at least from my end, watching it, I feel like she's just approached Emily Dickinson as just like a normal character. Like I, there isn't like uh, there isn't this sort of I don't want to say pretentious, but like I feel like it's it's a very f- just like light performance that's very easy to be engaged with and to root for Emily, um, and and yet also sort of thoroughly sort of also understand like what she's going through and. Also, again, those sort of weird genius behind what she does. I mean, a lot of the time, like, uh, there's also this sort of weird, there's also, there's, there's also this, a, this sort of beautiful mind slash psych mentalist aspect to the show as well, where, like, uh, Emily will sort of see, uh, will sort of see verses pop into her mind, like, when she starts sort of composing the right. poem on the spot, and the words sort of uh, float into the air, and I think she does a really good job of sort of making you believe that sort of, uh, that sort of storytelling choice and like the like the way like watching watching her face as sort of inspiration strikes her and the way that she uh reads um emily's poetry is so is just so striking and as someone who like Mm -hmm. i know i studied dickinson in college i just don't remember anything anything about her uh i think she does a great job of bringing that to life um uh, throughout the 10 the the 20 episodes that have that that have aired so far yeah, well, I could not agree more, and I hope others uh, take your advice and watch as I did. Uh, Dickinson is now in season two on Apple TV Plus. New episodes dropping every Friday. Thanks so much, Chance. Thank you. And that takes us to today's number one pick. But first, a quick break and trivia. It's trivia time. We'll have more on Jared Padalecki's Walker in just a minute. But first, a trivia question about the actor. Early in his career, Padalecki starred in an unaired pilot for another reboot of which show? MacGyver, Magnum P.I., or Police Squad? Stick around for the answer and today's number one pick. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Number one. 
And now our number one pick for today, Walker. After last week's series premiere, which was the most watched episode of any CW show since 2018, tonight's episode finds Jared Padalecki's Texas Ranger still struggling to readjust to life back at home. As Walker tries to reconnect with his son and daughter, he discovers they've developed new routines with his brother, Liam. Meanwhile, at work, he's told he needs to get recertified to be a ranger. Unfortunately, old memories of his wife Emily hinder his progress on that front. Walker is still caught up in trying to figure out what really happened the night she died. Could that strange poker chip Emily had on her be the key to the mystery? Take a listen. I would never take them. I wanted to protect them for them to be with family because we are all that they've got. Tell me that you wouldn't want that. Because even now, I mean, you're not here. They I'm, need you. I'm here. Liam, I am here. You are chasing ghosts. I don't have a right to be thorough about my damn wife. Some things don't add up. Was was she a target? Was the poker chip a, 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 a calling card? What or answer, What answer could possibly satisfy you? It's never going to make any kind of sense that she is gone. The damn poker chip is, is not going to bring back your wife. You hear me? You will lose everything, all of them, if you don't stop searching for something that's not there. It seems Walker will continue to balance family drama with its police procedural elements. Padalecki previously told EW that, quote, a lot of this first season is trying to show the audience how difficult it can be to care so much about your family and your friends, but also have a very demanding job that could save lives if done well. If that clip is any indication, it's something his character is really going to struggle with. But you'll have to tune in to see. You can hop back in the saddle with Walker tonight at 8 on The CW. And now, the answer to today's trivia question. Early in his career, Jared Padalecki starred in an unaired pilot for a reboot of which show? MacGyver, Magnum P.I., or Police Squad? The answer, MacGyver. In 2003, Padalecki played the original hero's nephew, Clay, in Young MacGyver, an unaired pilot for the WB. He passed on a role in the Steve Martin comedy Cheaper by the Dozen in order to do the show, but ended up making a cameo in the movie anyway as a favor to his friend, Tom Welling. That is our show for today. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow. Be sure to rate and review the show, and of course, follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW, and I'm at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Akalina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usdin.